I think we have a good balance of talking about our school days and then getting it, getting away from it for a while. Um, usually, since we teach middle school, we usually have a couple funny stories. And then we also talk about kind of math stuff that we do. I know we both share a little bit. If I'm doing a lesson and I just need one more thing, maybe my lesson seems like it'll be a little boring or I'll just ask her and she usually has something, maybe a fun activity that she did when she taught that same lesson. Yeah, we definitely go back and forth, especially sharing like, where are you, where are you at in this unit? And we do have a good kind of balancing act. With more and more years of experience, I think we're able to um, kind of fall back on that and look at our own other experiences and the experiences that we've shared together. That is Maggie and Rich Manzi, who are both eighth grade math teachers. She teaches at Manchester Essex Middle School, and he teaches at North Andover Middle School. They're going to join us to discuss their careers and life as a married couple. Join us as it's time to get schooled with Mr. S. Hello, and welcome back to another show. My name is Mr. S, and today we have a special show lined up for you. I'm really excited to have our next guests. They have a unique story. They're married, they both teach eighth grade, and I thought it would be so great to have them on for them to share their experience. I know Maggie very well. I was part of the committee that hired her, and, and I knew after a colleague had left that Maggie was the choice. She is a great math teacher. She has a passion for the subject. She really connects well with kids. And then when I learned that her husband also teaches eighth grade, it was an exciting moment to book them for the show. So you are in for a real treat. They are great people. They are young teachers. They've got a lot of energy and enthusiasm for teaching. And I think that will show in this interview. So I'm very excited to present Maggie and Rich Manzi. And it's all coming up next on Get Schooled with Mr. S. When I got into the podcast game, I had no idea what I was doing. I needed advice, someone to bounce ideas off of, and someone to handle all the back-end production work. Bearcat Group helped guide me through the process. They work with me on the feel of the show, rundowns, and help set up all the equipment in my house. They even helped me create my show's artwork and social handles. I was in good hands with the team at Bearcat Group. They really worked hard to make me feel comfortable. Bearcat Group offers experienced editors and engineers, professional producers, and a totally virtual production process. 24-hour turnaround time on recordings, publishing, and distribution options. They even have equipment you can rent if needed. Now that Get Schooled with Mr. S is up and running, they produce, edit, and publish the podcast, leaving me just to worry about the content of the show. If you are looking to start an audio or video podcast, check them out, bearcatgroup.com, and speak with them about your vision, and they'll make it happen. That's bearcatgroup.com. They make podcasting easy. excited for our guests this week. They are rising young stars in the education world. They're both eighth grade math teachers, and I am so happy to have them on the program with us. Please welcome Rich and Maggie Manzi to get schooled with Mr. S. Thanks, Mr. S. Thank you for having us. So 
If you could give us a little bit of your career background, maybe Maggie, we'll start with you a little bit about uh, your career and where you are in teaching at this point. Yeah, so I started off in my undergrad. I actually didn't go to school specifically for teaching. I think I always knew that I would end up being a teacher. Um, But when I was an undergrad, I sought out different volunteer opportunities where I could work with students, um, help them with their homework, and just kind of build a relationship with students in the community where I went to college. And so after college, I was looking for volunteer teaching opportunities. And one of them that I came across was a middle school in New Bedford. And while I was there, I taught for, I taught seventh and eighth grade math for two years. um, And that's really where I learned to love teaching. And from there, I moved up north of Boston and I taught at a Catholic school for a few years. Uh, I taught seventh and eighth grade math. I also dabbled in seventh grade geography and science. And after my couple of years there, I am now working at the job where I am now teaching eighth grade math on the North Shore. And I was on that hiring committee and I knew you were the one, Maggie. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Congrats. Rich, how about your career arc? So I come from a family of teachers. So I had a pretty good idea that I wanted to be a teacher at some point in the future. Um, I majored in education in college in New Hampshire. And then similar to Maggie, I wanted to continue teaching after college. And I looked for volunteer opportunities. And the school that we both taught at right after college down in New Bedford was actually through AmeriCorps. So we both taught there for two years. Um, She taught, like she said, seventh and eighth grade math. She taught sort of the faster pace. And I taught the slower pace classes of seventh and eighth grade math. And then after the two years were up, um, I came north of Boston and I taught at, I taught seventh grade math at a charter school. And then after three years there, I got a job at another, this time a public school north of Boston, and now I teach eighth grade math and algebra. You're both teaching eighth grade math. What a journey. Um, <laughs> and is that where you met at the, that, I'm assuming that's where you met, uh, you were both teachers at that school? Yes, at the school in New Bedford. That's where we met, the first school that we taught at after college. Yep. One of the things that made me laugh. You were both in the hiring market, correct? For the jobs at the same time. Did you directly go verse each other uh, with interviewing? How did that work? So we were both at the second school where we worked, we were both working on getting our master's at the same time. And so after we got our master's, we were looking for um, a new job. And we did, we were looking at the same time. So we would kind of tell each other, oh, did you see that post? Or are you going to apply to that one? Um, but we never directly competed for the same job. Yeah, we never applied for the same job. At least I don't think we did. And then we got very lucky with the schools that we ended up at, that they were both available at the same year, at the same time. And it ended up, we teach the exact same thing. So we got very lucky. Two great school districts, eighth grade for both. Sometimes my feeling towards education is, is sometimes I like to talk shop and other times, I, at the, when the last bell rings, I just want to go home and just forget about it for a while. Where do the two of you fall upon that? Do you like to talk shop a lot sometimes, never? Like, how, how does that work in your house? 
I think we have a good balance of talking about our school days and then getting it, getting away from it for a while. Um, usually, since we teach middle school, we usually have a couple funny stories. Um, I mean, the students keep us entertained at both our schools, and we usually have at least one or two funny stories pretty much every day. So I look forward to hearing her stories, and I hope she looks forward to hearing my stories. <laughs> and uh, and then we also talk about kind of math stuff that we do. I know we both share a little bit. If I'm doing a lesson and I just need one more thing, uh, maybe my lesson seems like it'll be a little boring, or I'll just ask her, and she usually has something, maybe a fun activity that she did when she taught that same lesson. So we're able to bounce ideas off each other. And then after that, then we can kind of, I feel like then we relax once we share all of that and talk about other stuff that's going on. So Maggie, you, you throw some fun ideas Rich's way? Yeah, we definitely go back and forth, especially sharing like, where, where are you at in this unit? Um, and we do have a good kind of balancing act, I do think. We'll spend some time debriefing. Um, and we really do try to leave weekends as time away from school if, if we can. Any advice towards um, people in this similar situation, a married couple who are teachers, uh, any advice for navigating it all? Because it is challenging. I think we have a lot of fun with it. And I think that helps, especially if one of us comes home from a stressful day or if we have any stressful situation at school. Uh, it's kind of nice to hear a different perspective of someone who's probably, I feel like we go through the same things just at different times. So if I've been through it before, I can kind of listen and then know when to give advice or when to change the subject. And she's the same way if she experienced something already. So we have a good balance and we kind of help each other out. So I think it's rare that we both come home guns blazing. Uh, yeah. But we're usually at least one of us is there to kind of hear each other out and then we can move forward from there. Yeah, and I think it comes like with more and more years of experience, I think we're able to um, kind of fall back on that and look at our own other experiences. And like Rich mentioned, the experiences that we've shared together too, to kind of be like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of this situation. And, you know, just use those years of experience that we do have. How has the COVID era been for you? Uh, uh, did you have times where you were both teaching remotely at home or did that overlap? Uh, can you talk a little bit about the year with COVID? Yeah, I think it's definitely been difficult. Uh, we had different experiences at the beginning. Our schools kind of went different directions. Um, I know she was just posting. Uh, you can speak to this, Maggie. I think she was mm -hmm. posting like once a week maybe. And I know the school wasn't really teaching new things at first. Um, and then my school kind of took a couple weeks off and we weren't doing anything at all. And then so I felt like our schools were on completely different pages, um, both trying to just do the best that they can. And I think all teachers were a little bit stressed out just not knowing what was going to happen. And it was sure. in interesting to see that both our schools were doing completely different things, but they all they definitely both had the same goal in mind. They wanted to do what's best for the kids and they were just trying to find ways to do that. So we definitely both appreciated that. Yeah, I think. And then once kind of the this school year started, my school or our school, we started remote and Rich started hybrid. Um, so I think that that schedule was different. And then we kind of laughed about it, too, because every single week, I feel like our schedule was different. 
um, I was home and he was in, or I would pick a different day to stay home because we had that option to pick two days out of the week to stay home. Um, he was remote on Wednesdays, or then we would have a day off. So I think at the beginning of the year, in terms of the schedule, that was a little bit difficult to manage just because every single week was different. Um, I feel like now, more than halfway through the year, his schedule, because he has been hybrid just since the beginning of the school year, it's a little more consistent. Um, and now that we've recently started hybrid, I feel like that's more consistent now too, but definitely at the beginning of the year, that was a little stressful having that schedule change every week. Definitely. And uh, also, that was one thing that we talked about recently when her school was switching to the hybrid model. And my advice was that your school's going to be figuring it out every day and don't expect everything to go smoothly uh, for a while. That was my advice because I remember the beginning of our year when we jumped right into hybrid, it felt like every day was something brand new that we had never seen before. And we were just kind of figuring it out on the run. And I think Maggie felt the same way, at least at the beginning. So I'm hoping now we're getting towards the end of the year. I know I feel a lot better about my schedule. I at least have a good idea. And my school has done an awesome job of planning each week, planning each trimester, keeping everyone informed. And, uh, and I think now Maggie's school is starting to get into that same rhythm. Yeah, it's definitely nice to have that structure and to finally see kids back in the classroom. That's been an awesome addition recently. What a difference between the spring remote learning and the fall. I think, as Richie was saying, the spring just caught everyone off guard and everyone was just kind of trying to make it till tomorrow. I think the fall, the districts had some time. We had some time to kind of um, rearm over the summer and come out with something. And yet the districts came with many different plans. I think now we're headed towards that full return here in Massachusetts, but the districts have gone through a lot. Uh, can you talk about some things you might have learned in the COVID era that you think that will be helpful for you just going forward? I think I've learned new ways to incorporate technology and kind of new ways to engage students. Since I have students now, I have students zooming into my class and I have students in front of me. I have to kind of balance how am I engaging everyone at the same time. So I try to utilize different online math activities. Rich and I both use iXL a lot. There's um, a great math tool that I use called Desmos. And those are ways where I can kind of track students' progress, whether they're in front of me or if they're at home. Um, so I think that those have been really two great tools that I've been able to gauge how students are doing, whether they're in front of me or if they're at home. Yeah, I think we've learned a lot doing all these models. We learned a lot of new things and technology is definitely a huge one. I'm definitely way more comfortable with all the virtual learning, Google Classroom and all the online tools that we can use uh, to give students opportunities to practice math and give them feedback and all of that. I think even more than that is doing activities and doing fun stuff with the students. Um, I've looked up a lot of activities. Maggie and I actually have a shared document of fun activities that we can do with students, whether it's online or in person. And we just keep adding to that when we hear of new things. 
Um, I definitely appreciate having students in front of me, even though I only see each kid twice a week with the hybrid model. Um, I really look forward to those days and I love having that time with my students. And I know Maggie feels the same way. I think she has even less kids than I do in front of her, but it definitely makes you appreciate it when you don't see kids for a while and you try to just teach them virtually. Um, so when you get them in person, I really want to take the time to get to know them, do something fun, and then get to the math after that. One thing uh, Maggie and I have done, we brought the seventh and eighth grade classes together. And now I said, oh, geez, that's a no-no in this COVID era. But we pulled it off on Zoom. You know, we had, what, what Maggie, maybe about 50, 55 kids and yeah. playing a game, and it was fun. Yeah, they loved it. Use the breakout rooms. Yeah, that was great. So I read these posts on social media. Some of them range like, we've got to get the kids back in the classroom now. They have learning loss. And then I read these flowery ones like, it's okay as long as they learn to plant a seed or something like that. Where do the two of you stand on that? Are, are you worried about learning loss? Do we just take it in stride? How do you see yourself on that question? I would yeah. say... First, I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions because I can't imagine how hard that is to be in those shoes of someone actually making those decisions sure. with all the different input coming from teachers and parents. And I don't know what's right or wrong or what's best for anyone. But I definitely, I think just by default of what happened last spring, mainly something had to have been lost. I, and I think that's unfortunate for the kids. But I think this year, with all the work that the schools have done, I think they've done the best they can. And I don't think it'll be too significant in the long run. As long as we can, I think we're on track to get back to something close to normal pretty soon. And I'm hoping that there won't be any significant negative effects moving forward. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Rich. I think he put that nicely. So I'm just going to agree with what he said. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. Can you picture each other teaching in the classroom? Uh, do you think like um, your husband or wife as a teacher is different than how you see them like day to day? Is there any, you, do you have a vision of them or in your mind? I mean, it's been a few years since I, I haven't seen him teach recently, but I think that we both, if I'm picturing him in the classroom, I think we both bring um, a lot of fun energy to the classroom. And I think it, that's reflective in our personalities outside of the classroom too. I completely agree. And I think another thing to add to that is like structure. I think we're both really big with structure and middle school kids need that more than ever. And I think we're both really good about that because that's really how we live our lives outside of school as well. So when we get in school, we want to have an agenda. We want to hold kids accountable. And in the long run and the short run, I think kids appreciate that. And they know that you have a plan and you know what you're doing and you're going to follow through with what you say. And I think we both do that. And like she said, I've been around her teaching when we first came out of college. So I pretty much have a good idea of how she's doing things now. That's great. No, and I always try to say, I want, uh, my own mind, I want them ready for Mrs. Manzi's class. So I'm always <laughs> trying to do my best on my end, uh, send them to grade eight, ready to go. So you do a great we're, we're job. giving it yep. a go, for sure. <laughs> and, and there's a third member of the family, I understand? <laughs> yes, little Kirby. Yeah, our black lab Kirby, to be clear. Okay. Our puppy. And how yeah. old is Kirby? He's a little over a year. His birthday was February 17th. Just in now, time for uh, February break. 
His birthday That's was right. over February break, so that was great. Spend the whole day with them. So, so pre-COVID, they put us all up on stage, Rich, and I wanted to um, announce that the two of you got married, but uh, Maggie oh, didn't yeah. want the uh, accolades, so I don't know what happened there. So that, that was a funny moment. I was going to make the announcement for a whole bunch of cheering, but. Oh, you should that. have. <laughs> I, I know I should have, but she gave, she gave me that look. I was like, oh, okay, better not. We, we, we were a small math department with only three of us, so I want to make sure I <laughs> keep everything. Uh, I completely understand, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, what's the future going to hold, do you think, in education? Is, it, is, is there going to be major changes in terms of class size or attitude towards teachers? Do you? Do you, what do you see major changes or is it quote back to normal as people seem to want we want our kids back where where do you see that I think as far as the classroom stuff goes I think this showed how important in person learning is and the face to face aspect of it I think any thought of kind of letting technology take over or doing the majority of your work through technology or just giving them work to do online I think that thought process is kind of taking a step backwards. I know I'm definitely going to continue to use all of the tools that I've learned and I'll use them a lot, definitely more than I did in the past, but the face to face and the personal interactions with the kids, I think we see how that's more important than ever. And I think that's going to just take a huge role in the future. Yeah. I think that from this, like Rich mentioned, I think teachers have learned a lot about how to incorporate different technologies, but there's nothing like having a student in front of you, seeing that student, see how they're doing emotionally, not just how they're doing on math. Um, I think that's that's irreplaceable. And I think moving forward, we'll still continue to see that as an essential thing that we need to have in the classroom, that teacher-student relationship. And that was a thing that I discussed in a prior episode. Before COVID, I was wondering, will automated or robots replace? And and obviously, the answer is a resounding no. You know, it, I did not expect the virtual to be so bumpy, you know, um, but I think you're right. It shows the importance of us as teachers in the classroom, for sure. So so they, there are I guess there are some good things that will come out of this. Who else do you lean on besides each other uh, after a tough day? Uh, I have. Still some other friends that I met at the first school that I worked at who are also teachers. Um, so I talk to them a lot just to see how they're doing in the COVID era too, what their schools are up to. Um, and my other college friends, a couple of them are teachers, my family. Uh, yeah, really just family and friends. They have great advice as an outsider looking in. And some people who are in it as well, kind of getting all of their perspectives to help us out during during these tough times, too. And so we can kind of share those funny stories. You know, it's a, it's a balancing act for sure. For sure. Yeah, I would agree with family and friends, especially because we have family um, in the teaching business. I have two sisters, two older sisters who are both teachers. So I can bounce ideas or thoughts off of them anytime. Um, but my closest friends are not teachers. So if I ever want to take my mind off of teaching, I can text or call any one of those guys and that'll definitely take my mind off it. And also, and I, I think Maggie would say the same thing. Our teaching teams at our schools are other people that we can talk to. I know I'm super lucky to work with 
my team at my school and I, I'm the newest teacher by far. I work with a veteran team. Um, there are some younger teachers on it, but they're definitely uh, experienced and they know what they're doing. And if I ever have questions or thoughts or anything, we have a group text and we can talk to each other anytime. So I know I appreciate everything my team has done for me since joining the school. I have a great team as well. They're super supportive, um, great mentors for me the past couple of years and especially during this time too. I think your story is so cool, being married mm-hmm. while teaching eighth grade. Did the eighth graders pick up on that? Do they ask questions about your spouse? Uh, they enjoy those stories? I have mentioned it a few times this year, but I think it more maybe catches them off guard. But I know that they talk about it maybe not in front of me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, yeah, I've had students ask and they they are obsessed with that in the past. I've had just random groups of students. I know when I taught at the charter school, they were very curious. They would ask a lot of personal questions and they couldn't believe that I would be with another math teacher. They thought that was the craziest thing ever. And I've had groups at my school now also think that that is very funny that two math teachers married together. That's crazy. I do the same thing. I was like the 14 year old inside of me going, really? So it's just, I think just that it's it's unique. It, it's, you know, there's people married who are teachers, but you've got the exact same grade, the exact same subject. I think there's a uniqueness to that. And I think that is a nice way to connect with middle schoolers. You know, they might not remember every equation, but they may remember that little story, that little tidbit. They like to connect with us in a personal way, I think, too. Definitely. We're very lucky. Yep, I agree. For sure. Now, my final question, uh, do you have advice for married couples who are both teachers um, just in general? Is there something that works well for you? To me, it's a very unique situation. What would you say to other married couples in a similar situation as yours? I would say that you have to have fun with it and support each other. Uh, Pretty simple, but I think that's what we do and it works. And so far, so good. I have no complaints um, whenever we need someone to talk to, or if we just need to relax, I think we can both sense that on each other and we can have a full on conversation or we can just relax and watch TV or just hang out or something like that. So just relax, support each other and have fun with it. Yeah. I think we found a good kind of balancing act for each other to kind of, uh, debrief when we need to, but also just kind of stay away from it and, uh, you know, just relax a night if we have to. Well, all of this sounds great. I I, I saw your birth years and it was eye popping. I'll just tell the audience they are they are rising young stars. I'll underline the word young, and they are together and teaching eighth grade and doing a beautiful job. Rich and Maggie Manty, thank you so much for joining me on Get School. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Thanks so much. Once again, I'd like to thank our guests, Rich and Maggie Manzi, for joining us on Get Schooled with Mr. S. Now it's time for my raise your hand portion of the show where we answer listeners' questions. I feel it's important to hear from parents and teachers around the nation and share our collective experiences. So in order for you to get in touch with the show, you may tweet us at getschooled underscore pod or email us getschooledwithmrs at gmail.com. So raise your hand and join the conversation like Andy from Ohio. Andy emails, Mr. S, I listen to this podcast on my commute home from school every Friday. 
I want to know what you do to help an underachieving student. I have a student that has the ability to do well, but for whatever reason does not apply himself and prefers to coast through the class doing the bare minimum. I look forward to hearing your answer. Thanks for raising your hand, Andy. I don't know what level you teach, Andy, but I do think one of the things that's really important is to stay positive with the student. So you may think that you have an A student who has a 75 average, but you never want to communicate that in that way. You want to find little things. Is your student very good with helping others? Is your student good at solving word problems? If you can start small, that can sometimes lead to a connection later on. Get to know your student on a personal level. Are they an athlete? Do they have a hobby? All those things are important. They make a difference for students. And then what I would also suggest is to bring in the parents and send an email or a phone call. Uh, But again, frame it in a positive way that you're excited about your student's ability and how can they support you because they know the student best. Thanks for raising your hand, Andy. Once again, if you want to join the show, you can reach us, Twitter, at getschooled underscore pod, or by email, getschooledwithmrs at gmail.com. That's a wrap for this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you are enjoying the show or have any suggestions, Leave us a rating and a review. Always appreciated. Or connect with us on Twitter at getschooled underscore pod. Email getschooledwithmrs at gmail.com. Today's show was produced and edited by the Bearcat Group. Music by Patrick Patricios. Thanks for listening to Get Schooled with Mr. S. See you next time.